Time after time and day after day and every time, we will always remind you why CCF and CCFLA exists, which is to make disciples. If you haven't memorized it yet, Matthew 28, can we read this? Matthew 28, 18 to 20. And Jesus came up and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This is our heartbeat. We don't want to just bring people to Christ. We want to bring them to Christ and grow them into Christ-like maturity, which is the disciple-making process. If you were watching the CCF prayer and fasting uh, live stream, kasal kami, pinagtrabaho pa ako. So we were still able to minister to our brothers and sisters in CCF Manila when I was asked to lead uh, the worship over there the first night, January 6, right after the wedding. And during our stay there, I was able to meet with Pastor Peter. I, uh, I requested a personal meeting with him. There were some issues that I needed to bring up. Don't worry, it's not about you. It's about the discipleship group that I used to handle over there. And unbeknownst to me, after the next day, I think it was the same night also, I'm not too sure. But I was informed that he even mentioned that there was a pastor who met with him and you know, a, a deeper understanding of what true discipleship really is. You see, discipleship is really building into each other's lives. Sabi ko nga doon sa isa kong kausap sa text, sabi ko, God gave me a big nose. So I'm gonna put my nose in your business. Because this is what true discipleship is all about. We don't just want to teach you the Bible. We don't just want to give you information. We want to see each and every one of us grow up in Christ-likeness. That's why when Pastor Nathan preached he defined what a disciple is. You remember? D-I-S-I-P-L-E. He, he, he did an acrostic. Remember? And then Pastor Danny preached two times on enjoying Christ-likeness. Even in the midst of your trial, sabi nga nung kanta, I will look above the waves and see the hand of God. You can still enjoy your Christ-likeness even if you're right in the middle of the furnace of trial and tribulation. You can. It's really up to you. It's how you choose to look at your trial. It's up to you as to how you want to view your particular situation. It could be a trial or it could be a temptation. So, let's look at continuing in our theme of discipleship, which will always be our perpetual theme. Since disciple is spelled D-I-S-C-I-P-L-E, and we're supposed to enjoy Christ-likeness, I have one question for us this morning. What does a disciple look like? We've been talking about what discipleship is and what is involved in discipleship. But what does a disciple look like? If you knew, if you saw somebody, would you be able to discern? I thought disciple to. So what does a disciple look like? Ganito ba? Diba? Gladiator. If you know the movie, panalo. Diba? Panalo siya. Marami siyang pinagdaanan. Right? He was deceived. He got sold to a trader. He became a gladiator. He was able to eventually win. Kung hindi pa napapanood, tagal na nun. Sorry, ah. Or, maybe a disciple looks like this. Oh, beauty queen. Panalo din. Di ba, may corona siya, eh. Huwag lang yung corona sa patay, ah. May corona siya. So, panalo din. Or, does a disciple look like this? 
Mm. Ano yun? Ah, bata lang pala nahulog. Okay lang. May carpet naman. Does a disciple look like this? Walang ginawa kundi lumuhod. Manalangin, nagkulong na lang sa kwarto. Or, maybe a disciple looks like this. Agresibo naman. In Whittier, we have this guy who goes around in a bike. He has a tall antenna with a U.S. flag. And he drives around. And has the placard in front and in the back. Repent for the kingdom of God is near. And then on one side, I think it's John 3.16. Is that what a disciple looks like? You know what a disciple should look like? No. Si Jackie, nakaganun agad, oh. Ano kaya ang hitsura ng totoong disciple? Are you ready? This is what a true disciple looks like. You know who he is? Do you remember? You young people, I don't think you remember, huh? My generation? Teacher Pao? Alf. That is his name. That used to be a very popular TV series, a comedy series that I always love to watch. And what does Alf stand for? Kala nyo walang ibig sabihin yung Alf? Basta ganun lang. Alf stands for Alien Life Force. Or Alien Life Form. I submit to you, this is what a disciple looks like. Pastor, nasa Bible ba yan? I submit to you as we stand and read this passage that it is and we should be aliens. Let's all stand. Just two very short verses. Let's read 1 Peter 2. Beloved, Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Fill us, O Lord, with your Holy Spirit. Give us wisdom and understanding to understand your word, and above all, Father, to be able to apply it, knowing that apart from you, we can do nothing. So teach us, Lord, to humble our hearts to receive your word and apply these truths in our lives so that we may really know you in a different and more intimate way. Father, be glorified, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. So, according to 1 Peter, should you look like an elf? Yes or no? Yes or no? Parang hindi kayo kumbinsido eh. Kung hindi kayo kumbinsido, alika, kain na lang tayo. According to 1 Peter, what are you and I supposed to be in this world? Aliens. Diba? Strangers. Why? Sabi ng old hymn, This world is not my home, I'm just passing through. It's not my home. This world and this life that I live and you live is just a launching pad, a preparation for eternity that each and every born-again Christian will spend with God in heaven. So we should not have our roots here. Because one day, God will transport us out of this place and bring us into His perfect, holy presence. So we shouldn't be too attached here. And in the meantime, according to this passage, look, keep, look at verse 12. Keep your behavior excellent among Gentiles. So that in the thing in which they slander you as evildoers, they may, because of your good deeds, as they observe them, glorify God in the day of visitation. So that's why we don't want just people to come to faith in Christ. We want to disciple them so that they look like Christ. And how does one person know that such and such a person is a disciple, is a follower of Jesus Christ, by their behavior, by their excellent behavior. Because if you're 
behaving as a Christian, then those who do not believe, even if they slander you and call you this or that, their words will be silenced. Why? Because of your excellent behavior. Last night I was talking to my wife and as God would orchestrate things, it weighed heavy upon my heart what she shared with me. And I told her, I challenged her, you should bring this information up to the leadership of CC at Manila. You know why? She told me that she had lunch with her old college classmates. And they got to talk about certain things. And one particular thing was common. And this is what her classmate told her. Ay, mga taga-CCF na yan, pag nakikita ko, kala mo sila lang masisave. Is that excellent behavior that would silence those who slandered you so that they will glorify God in the day of visitation? Sabi ko, Lynette, you have to bring this up to the leadership. At least to the area pastor who's handling these people. Because I know the name when the name was mentioned. I know the name. And as a Christian, I should be offended. When people who do not yet believe in Christ ridicule those who belong to the same faith or more, more pointedly to those who belong to the same congregation. Hindi kasi pagdating nila ganito, pero pagdating ng ganun, iba sinasabi. Wow. I told Lynette, you have to bring this up to the leadership. Why? Because if you are really in faith, if you really have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, even if God accepts you as is where is, God will not allow you to be as is where is. Because His promise in 2 Corinthians 5 is therefore, if therefore, if anyone, you see that if, if anyone is in Christ, He is what? A new creation. Behold, all things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. Therefore, a Christian is someone who is constantly being transformed by God. Coming to faith in Christ is just one point in your salvation journey. We must be changed from glory to glory, day by day, moment by moment. And that was what true discipleship is. You see, a disciple in the Greek is a learner, indicating thought accompanied by action. Hindi tayo pwedeng Christian sa utak lang. If we are really Christians in our hearts and in our minds, then our lives should be a living testament, a proclamation of our Christianity. Dapat hindi tayo secret agent na Christian. Christian ka ba? Oo, hindi halata. Ah, ganun ba? Secret agent. Dapat alam ng buong mundo na Christian tayo. Dapat alam ng buong mundo. We don't need to verbalize it. But when people see our what? Our excellent behavior. Those who slander. Alam mo yung mga Christian na yan? Mga self-righteous yan. Inakilala ka. Ang mali pala ang aking assessment. Christians are not self-righteous. What made you change your mind? I met this person. I met that person. Doesn't matter whether this person is from CCF or not. That's not the point. A true disciple is one who has an ongoing transformation in his and her life. So what does a disciple look like? Okay, I'll give you three points. Jesus therefore was saying to those Jews who had believed in him. Note, these Jews had already believed in Christ. So they already heard or knew about the gospel. They already knew about who 
Jesus Christ is. They had already put their faith in Jesus Christ. Got it? If you abide in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Again, these people already believed in Christ. But look at what Jesus Christ said. If you abide in me, then you are truly disciples of mine. Okay? So Christianity is just a point. The process of living out my Christianity is discipleship. Remember what a disciple should look like? He should look like this. So what do you think the A is? Disciples. A disciple abides. Our brother Dion preached a message on this. You don't do in order to abide. But because you abide, that's why you do it. I do this because I am a Christian. I do this because I am a disciple. I don't do this to become a Christian. I don't do this to become a disciple. I do this because they are the outflow of the personal relationship that I have in Jesus Christ. I don't do to become a Christian. I do because I am a Christian. It's not in the doing. It's about being. So what is abiding? Dion shared with us. It is a, in Greek, it's a primary verb which means to stay, to abide, to continue, to dwell, to endure for the present, remain, to stand, or tarry for. So what are Christians, what are disciples supposed to abide in? If abiding means to continue, what am I supposed to continue in? Sabi ni Jesus Christ, if you abide in my word, and my word abides in you, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Therefore, a disciple is to continue in the Word of God. Not only to know the Word of God, but to live in moment by moment obedience to God's Word. That I submit to all of us is a practical definition of abiding. Why? What good is it if I know all the words of Scripture? But I'm not even able to apply any of what I know. Am I abiding? No. I have knowledge. Remember what Pastor Danny has often reminded us about, of? Truth does not change lives. What changes lives? Applied. Truth applied changes life. So what good is it if I know the Bible but I'm not able to obey? But what benefit is it to me as a Christian, as a disciple, that I should know the truth? Psalm 119. How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping it according to thy word. With all my heart I have sought thee. Do not let me wander from thy commandments. Thy word I have treasured in my heart. Why? That I may not sin against thee. The purpose of knowing God's truth is so that I know what to do so that I know what not to do. I am supposed to know the word so that I am able to avoid sin. I am supposed to know the word so I am able to glorify God by pleasing Him and obeying His commandments to me. Right? So my question, how much of God's word do I know? Don't raise your hand, but you have you read the entire Bible from Genesis to Revelations? I hope you have. Yung iba sa atin, ganda, Genesis. Pagdating sa numbers, God, hindi naman ako accountant, ang dahan-dahan mga number. Skip na lang natin. Oh, come on. But isn't the book of numbers part of the Bible? So therefore, does God have a reason why it is there? Therefore, should we also read through it? Kahit na mahirapan tayo? Yes. So how much of God's Word do I know? More important question, how much of what I know do I obey? Remember, truth applied. Sabi ko sa inyo, I shared it already with you. 
I, I got a testimony. The testimony was all about the person. Pastor, I memorized the books of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation and back. Yung, yung mga pangalan lang, ha? Sabi ko, grabe. Eh, hindi ko makilala yung tao. I cannot validate if this person really not only understands the Word of God, but more importantly, does the person follow what God is teaching him through His Word? So what's A? Abide. Abide in what? Abide in God's Word. Continue not only to know the Word of God, but to continue to obey the Word of God. Ibang tao kasi, oh, nabasa ko na yung Bible, okay na yan, tapos na. In my experience, as I constantly listen to preachers or do my private study or prepare lessons, God always gives us a new insight. Hindi ko na huli ito nung nakaraan na. So, galing to. Or nag-preach si Danny, or si Pastor Nathan, or si Pastor Peter, or whoever you're listening to, and all of a sudden, something that you know, you've read, or maybe you've even revel- memorized, just, wow, where did this insight come from? So don't stop. Keep on reading, and more importantly, keep on obeying. Because abiding is to continue in moment by moment obedience to God's word. Alright? Are you looking like this? Hopefully by the end of our message, you will, we will all look like this. Second, a disciple loves. A disciple loves. John 13, 34 to 35. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. According to this passage, how will the world know that you and I are really disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ? Because we attend CCF? Because we attend Bible studies? Because we close our eyes when we pray? Because we lift our hands when we sing? What is God, Jesus Christ Himself, telling us? How will the world know that we are truly disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ? Look at the direct correlation of what I'm sharing with you from the Word and what the word disciple means. By this, which is what is this? Love. Love for one another. By this, all men will know that you are truly disciples of mine if you have love for one another. Who is Jesus Christ talking to? Believers or non-believers? Believers. So when God says, when Jesus Christ tells us, if you have love for one another, sino yun? Sabi, our neighbor. Eh, sabi na mo ba? Who is my neighbor? O, sino malapit? Lapit pa natin ng konti. Jesus Christ is talking to His disciples. And He's telling them, by this, by loving one another, you prove to the world to all men that you are really disciples of mine if you have love for one another. So who are these people? That's you and me. Those of us who belong to the family of God. Why? What a disgrace to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ when the world sees Christians fighting. Christians, disciples, Suing each other. Isn't that the disgrace? Kayo kayo nang alam, nag-aaway pa kayo? Akala ko ba? Oh, yun, ang, yun ang kasunod. Akala ko ba, kristyano kayo? Ah, iba kasi yung denomination yan eh. Saan galing yung mga denomination? Wala naman akong nakikita sa Bible na ganun. Right? sabi, if you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you're a Christian. 
Now, as you become a Christian, as you are a Christian, you have to be disciple to Christ likeness. Saan nakalagay doon yung Methodist, Presbyterian, uh, kung ano-ano? Wala. Saan naman nakalagay doon eh? Right? Eh, Pastor, hindi naman taga CCF yan eh. Oh, sige. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Tabi, tabi, tabi. Akong bala dyan. Di ba? Ako gaganti dyan. Tabi. Relax lang. Sabi ni Jesus Christ, ano? But I say to you, what? Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. By your excellent behavior, you will be able to sway the slanderers so that in the time of visitation, they will glorify God. Eh, una ka pa. Tabi-tabi, akong bala dyan. Nilait-lait ka, akong bala. Hindi pwede. Unang-una, disipulo ka. You're disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Is that enjoying Christ-likeness? Nakiya, ito ah. Hindi ba may malaki nung kukon mo eh. May spada ka pa, hindi pwede. Hoy, nakagano ka para si gladiator. Hindi pwede yun. You have to love. And you have to love and pray for your what? Your enemies. Sino may enemy mo? Sabi ng anak, magulang. Sabi ng mga magulang, Anak. Sabi nung husband, asawa. Sabi nung asawa, husband. Yan talaga, isn't that in the family setting, that is where this is most tested? Right? Right, Sarah? That's why I remember when I asked her to share her testimony, I texted her. Can you write a testimony? No holds bar. I'm not going to edit it. I want you to share with the congregation what it looks like to live under me. And I don't care what you share. I have no reputation to protect. I've told you, many of you, I'm going to say it again. My reputation was nailed to the cross when I received Jesus Christ. I have no reputation to protect. Love begins at home. Love begins in this church. Love begins in your small group discipleships. And not everyone is lovable. Not everyone is likable. But we are commanded to love one another. Because by loving one another, the whole world will know that we are truly disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, God tells us, why? Why should we love those whom we do not love? Why should we love and pray for our enemies? Why? In order that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven, for He causes the son, His Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. For if we love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax gatherers do the same. And if you greet your brothers only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same. How are we going to live as aliens, as strangers in the world, if all that we do is exactly what the world does? They take advantage of you, I'm just going to retaliate. Isn't that the world? Yes? So what are we supposed to do? Love. When God loved us, He knew us as we are, as is where is. Yet, He chose to love us. He chose to forgive us. Shouldn't we also for not only love one another, but be forgiving towards one another? Excellent behavior. Transformed lives. I should be radically changed. So that when people look at my life, they will notice something different. And Lord willing, they will be attracted to the God that I have. And it becomes an opportunity to introduce them to Christ. By this, by love, all men will know that you are disciples of mine if you have love for one another. Question. 
Do I love only the lovable? Do I need to love and pray for my enemies? Answer? Yes. Are you looking like this now? Mahaba na ba ilong nyo? Sabi ni Alf, Give me four. Kasi apat lang yung daliri niya. Give me four. Alala mo? Give me four. Apat lang daliri niya. Tayo tatlo lang. A-L-F. Right? So abide. To continue in moment by moment obedience to God's word. Which means that I should be in God's word for the purpose of applying God's truth in my life. I should be able to proactively love everyone. Not only those who belong to the family of faith, but more so those who live outside of the family of faith. So that by loving them, they might get to know the Lord Jesus Christ through my life. Last, a disciple is fruitful. A disciple is fruitful. John 15 verse 8. By this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, so prove to be my disciples. You see the recurring theme? The word disciple keeps on popping up. If you abide in my word and my word abides in you, you are truly disciples of mine. That confirms to you that you are truly a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because not only do you know the Word of God, but you're obeying the Word of God. Then it expands. By this, all men will know that you are truly disciples of mine if you have love for one another. And look at this verse. By this is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so prove to be my disciples first me then others then god is glorified as we bear fruit you see the progression the outward expansion first ako and then other people will know and then all of these people will glorify god how by bearing fruit you see fruit is visible. Fruit is observable. You can see it. Kaya nga dapat walang secret agent na Christian. Dahil yung fruit nakikita ng lahat. Okay? Now, does everyone or is everyone able to bear fruit? Of course. Even so, every good tree bears good fruit. But the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. So if you're producing bad fruit, sabi ka na sabing Christian ka, sabi ka na sabing disciple ka, pag wala kaming nakikitang good fruit, delikado. I'm not going to judge you. No one should judge us. But Paul writes and tells us we must examine ourselves whether we are in the faith. Lest, of course, we fail the test. So you must examine your life. Am I producing good fruit? Ongoing? Kasi sabi ng Bible, keep on producing fruit in keeping with repentance. So it's an ongoing process as well. Si Toti, nandito, nandiyan sa likod. Every so often, may cycle yan, di ba, Toti? Kailangan magbunga, tapos sa harvest mo. Pag nag-harvest ka, ano mangyayari? Dapat magbunga uli. Ongoing din yun eh. May cycle yan. Lalagay ka ng pataba, lalagay mo ng insecticide, bababantayan mo. Right? This is a cycle. It's a process. It should be ongoing. Isipin mo, magtatanim ka. After 10, 15 years, mag-harvest ka isa, tapos pinutol mo na yung kahoy. Talo ka naman sa investment nun. It has to be ongoing. Always moving upward. Always producing more fruit. That's why there is pruning. Nako, pastor, masakit yan, ha? Yes. 
But if you know the purpose of your pruning and who it is that allows the pruning and you know that the purpose of the pruning is for you to bear even more fruit, then will you not gladly accept it? Wag lang yung napuprun tayo kasi in our mind, pinaglalaroan lang tayo ni God. No? God is allowing something. God is allowing the trial perhaps. Why? Snip here, snip there, snip here. Why? God wants you to bear more fruit. Diba, Toti, you shared with me that some of the branches that you prune, that you cut, the next year around, they're the ones that produce even more fruit. See? It's even true for agriculture. Grapes, the grapevine, those that you prune, they're the ones coming back next harvest time that have more fruit than the previous vines that have not been pruned. So if we know the purpose and we know who it is that is allowing the pruning, then we will gladly accept it. Then we can really enjoy Christ-likeness. Now, how many of us are perfect? Oh, kita niya na? So, how many of us need pruning? Oh, lahat tayo, di ba? Oh. So, but, but tayo mag- why, why should we complain or get mad at God when God allows something, a situation, a circumstance in our lives to come in for the purpose of pruning us, for the purpose of becoming, for, for us to become more like Christ? Now, I'm not talking about consequence of sin. That's a different story. God is pruning me. Why? I'm being put in jail. Why? I didn't pay my taxes. God is pruning me. No. God is sending you to jail because you didn't pay your tax. Don't blame that on God. Diba? God is pruning me. Why? Naksidente ako. Why? I was driving 120. Don't tell me God is pruning you. Naksidente ka because you're overspeeding. Okay? God God is being blamed for all kinds of things that we ourselves get ourselves into. Right? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about pruning. Now, if you see a Christian, right? And then you see this. He's very loving. He's very patient. He's always joyful. He's always kind. He's good. He's faithful. He's gentle, sabi ako dyan, as my wife. Self-control. Again, such thing now, there is no law. Cariño, brutal daw ako. I'm not so gentle. I have to learn that. You know, this is not about me. This is about God. You know, in the place I work, I work, most of you know, I work for the Department of Public Social Services in LA County. We are about 20 in our room. And you have some veterans and you have some new ones. We're part of the new ones. And you will see some of the attitudes. I sit down with the participant. Laking mama. Laki ng katawan. Puro tato. Pati dito. May mga tato dito. Yes, sir. How may I help you? Uh, well, you know, I mean, okay, sir. Let me help me. Tapos, while we're filling up his forms, you know what? You're the only one who's helped me. I said, why? Oh, the workers in the past, you know, they're rough. They're very demeaning. Well, you know, sir, we're here. Uh, our role is to really help our participants. No, no, no. It's you. Laking tao, mamiyak, miiyak. If I, baka hindi kayo pumunta dun eh. Uy, nandiyan si Mr. Kwan. Oh, nakakatakot yun. Miyak, sir, are you alright? Uh, not really. Uh, you need to speak with someone? Yeah. Oh, let me, let me, hindi naman kami pwede. Okay, let me, let me refer you to our counselor. Can you come back tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, please. I was uh, with another participant the other day because she knows my real job. Yeah, she comes in. Hey, Mr. Nola, nice to see you. I am so blessed. I have a minister as my worker. <laughs> and I tell my friends about my worker. I wanted to move, but when I, re- when I not- uh, noticed that you were still going to be here, I, I, I didn't want to move. 
You see, m- many of our participants were very were treated roughly, very roughly before. And you know, I'm not trying to advertise this or that, but God has put me in that situation. Oh, it's, it's going to be my uh, eight-year anniversary. Oh, really, sir? Anniversary for what? Oh, for my divorce. Sir, you se- do you really celebrate <laughs> your, your divorce? <laughs> oh, no, no. Well, you know, yeah, the, the, you know, you're, you know, you're right. You know, my, my, my counselor told me. What do you mean you have a counselor? You know, at church, you know, ah, pasok na naman ako. Oh, really, sir? You know, you know my, I can't really give you advice because, you know, uh, but my real job, this is my J-job. My real job is I'm a pastor. Oh, see, I knew it. There was something different about you. <laughs> and then I have this office mate. Ang hirap ang kausap. Hindi ko alam kung Vietnamese o kwan. So, alam mo na yung English, di ba? Ganun. Very rough. Very rough talaga. So, early pa lang, I already told Lynette about this. Ganun, ganun siya. Tapos, talagang madiin, makipag-usap. Very rough with her participants. Eh, Florencio. Yes. Is that your copy? Yes. Is that for everyone? Yes. You pay for that? Yes. Why are you so nice? I mean, if I'm not like that, why will they ask me to lead the prayer of thanksgiving? I don't advertise. I don't advertise. I just am who I am. I don't go to them and tell me, you know what, I should be the one to lead the prayer because I'm a pastor. No, nothing. Just the other day, because of that fire, uh, another officer, I seated in my, my desk doing, being paid for doing nothing, and she comes. <laughs> and she comes and say, hey, you know, my f- a friend of mine asked me, can we pray for her? She's Filipina. Her house, she had to be evacuated because the house is just, a, the fire is just across the street. Can we pray for her? Oh, we better pray now. No, you can, no, no, let's pray. Why will they come to me? I'm telling you, this is not about me. This is about God. When people see that you're really living out your Christianity, that I'm not just a Sunday Christian, but my Christianity is Monday through Friday 24-7. Then, going back to the original verse, those who slander you will glorify God in the day of visitation. You see, you cannot do it. Ay, susundin ko si Pastor Insong ganito, ganyan, ganyan. You cannot do it. I cannot do it. Because the Bible is very clear. Unless I depend on Christ, I cannot do anything. Sabi niya, I am the vine, you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. You can do nothing. So if you're trying to be a Christian, friend, you're not going to make it. Why? Because it's the wrong personal pronoun. You cannot do it. I cannot do it. Christ in me will do it. Christ in you will accomplish it. For Paul writes, Of this very thing I am confident that he who began a good work in me will complete it in the day of Christ Jesus. He's going to do it. But you have to let him. Even if you're in the midst of a trial. Even if you're in the middle of a temptation. I will confirm for myself that I'm a Christian. If I abide in God's word. If I study it and if I obey it. The world will know that I'm a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ if I have love for everyone. Not only the lovable, but more importantly, the unlovable. Those whom we call EGRs. You know what EGR? Yeah. Extra grace required. Right? 
extra grace required. And lastly, by this, by fruit bearing, by being fruitful, will God be glorified and so prove to be the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, am I bearing character fruit? Am I bearing fruit of evangelism and discipleship? Why do I ask that second question? Because I, as I bear fruit, people around me will see and people around me, Lord willing, will be attracted to the fruit. And then I can introduce them to Christ. And if they come to faith in Christ, Lord willing, God gives me the opportunity to disciple them in Christ-likeness. It's not just numbers. Nakaisa na naman ako. Nakaisa na naman ako. Nakashare na naman ako. But to bring them to Christ-likeness. Kailangan yung evangelism. Kailangan din yung discipleship. If God gives you the opportunity to do both, what a privilege. If God only gives you the chance to share and these people come to faith in Christ and you're able to refer them to a community of believers that will be able to nurture them into Christ-likeness, praise God. But to, able, to be able to to see a person come to faith and see the glow and the new smile that comes to the person's face when they first realize that they've been forgiven, that they were saved, not of themselves, but because of what Jesus Christ has done. And then they join your group and you see them growing in faith and in obedience to God's word. What a privilege. What a privilege to see that. But you see, friends, there is one very important question. One very important word. That's if. Common to the three verses I shared with you is that word if. If you abide in my word. If you love one another. If you bear fruit. If we abide in God's word. If we love one another. If we bear fruit. If you don't, it's the reverse. If I don't abide in God's word, I don't prove to myself that I'm a disciple. If I do not want to love other people, the world will not know that I'm a disciple of Christ. If I don't bear fruit, God is not glorified. So what are these three? So do you look like this? Not yet. Good answer. Because not yet means you have a desire to be. He abides. He loves. And He is fruitful. Do you desire to be as one whom the world looks at and sees the change that God has done in your life so that in the, visit, the time of visitation, they will glorify God for you? God, we want to thank you for your word. Lord, I know that you are in the business of changing lives. And Lord, it is my prayer that all of us here in this sanctuary, Lord, have the desire to be changed by you so that we can change for you, so that we can speak about you to this unbelieving and slowly but surely degenerating world. You have set us apart, Lord God, when we came to faith in your Son, Jesus Christ. Let not our lives be useless and fruitful, but allow us, Lord, to be changed from the inside out so that when people see us, they will see aliens and strangers to this world, people who have been radically changed by the blood of your Son those who are willing to learn, to study, and to obey your word. 
those who are able and willing to love not only the lovable but the unlovable as well and those who are be able and willing to bear fruit even if you allow pruning in our lives Lord God that we will gladly accept these so that in the process as we bear much fruit God in heaven will be glorified and so prove to be disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ God if there is anyone here who still doesn't know you in a personal way will you through your Holy Spirit move in this place Lord God and bring conviction to our soul and if there is anyone here who wishes to come to faith in Christ knowing that because of our sin we are separated from a holy God and knowing that only Jesus Christ paid for the penalty of all of our sins. And only faith in Jesus Christ will bring that person to salvation. Will you speak to that person, Lord God? Speak to all of us. Allow the Holy Spirit to do His work of conviction. And in humility, if need be, come to a point of confession. Confess not only Jesus Christ as your Savior, but confess Him as the Lord of your life. Just ask Him, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of all of my sins. And change me to, be kind, to become the kind of Christian and disciple that you want me to be. I surrender, Lord, all of the aspects of my life my innermost secrets, Lord God, that only you can see. Bring them to the surface, Lord God, that I may ask for forgiveness, that I may repent of these things, that I may move on towards living a more Christ-like life. God, you will please allow us, Lord God, to live as aliens and strangers in this planet, Lord, that you've created. So that, as your word says, Lord, when people who slander us for our faith see the excellent behavior of our lives, that they will glorify God in the time of your visitation. Thank you, Lord God, for speaking to all of us. As we commit to you, Pastor Danny, who is in the Philippines for the conference as we come lift up to you our pastor Nathan Lord God who is in need of your healing touch will you hear the cries of your people Lord God and answer in your own time and in your perfect way for we trust in you Lord God that you know the best for all of us in Jesus name we all pray Amen and Amen